You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Oak Stage Beach, Missouri. Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, June 20th. According to police, well-known NASCAR announcer and former racer Clint Boyer struck a pedestrian with his vehicle on an exit ramp off Highway 54 in Lake Ozark. The pedestrian, 47-year-old Mary Simmons, had been walking along the exit ramp in the driving area when Boyer's vehicle struck her. Police say Boyer immediately stopped the vehicle after the collision and contacted authorities. Lake Ozark Police say they have completed their investigation into the incident and have cleared Boyer of any wrongdoing. A Richland man was seriously injured Wednesday in a crash on Highway A. 69-year-old Mitchell Chase was attempting to make a left turn when a vehicle attempted to pass and collided while the motorcycle attempted to turn left. Chase sustained serious injuries and was transported to Lake Regional Hospital by Mercy EMS. According to the report, Chase was not wearing a helmet at the time of the crash. Road resurfacing is set to begin early next week on Route 54 through Osage Beach. That's according to the Missouri Department of Transportation. The work includes resurfacing from the Grand Glaze Bridge to east of Osage Parkway. MoDOT says that both lanes in the westbound and eastbound directions will be milled and resurfaced. The resurfacing will cause overnight single-lane closures from 7 in the evening until 6 in the morning, beginning the evening of Monday, June 20th. The work is expected to be complete by the end of August. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Our underwriters are who makes the programming possible on Key Radio. And thank you to Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about the history of Victoria Station and how you might have to just use your nose with some of the unique products they offer at Victoria Station. The Victoria Station has been around for 37 years now. We're a family-owned business. We've been in our location for 27. We're veteran-owned, family-run. We carry lots of different product categories from greeting cards to home fragrances, uh, lamps, potpourri. There are certain products that you have to smell. Those home fragrance things, the candles, the potpourri lines, the fragrance oils, that yeah, you need to smell it to see if that's what you want your own home to smell like. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Golf's third major of the year in the books. England's Matt Fitzpatrick winning the U.S. Open by one stroke. It's his first major title. Will Zalatoris just missing a putt that would have tied it up on the 18th hole. He finished runner-up for the second straight major tournament. Zalatoris losing in a playoff at the PGA Championship last month. Fitzpatrick taking home three 
$3.15 million for that win. How about that? Baseball, the Cardinals had a tough weekend. They lose two of three in Boston over the weekend. They lost 6-4 to four yesterday. And uh, so the Cards and the Brewers will square off for the next four days in Milwaukee. They go into tonight's game tied for first place in the Central Division. The Royals had a pretty good weekend. They won two of three in Oakland. They got shut out 4 nothing yesterday as they were going for the sweep. It's uh, still on the road for the Blue Crew today as the Royals play the uh, Angels in Anaheim today. The big NCAA college baseball uh, tournament continues. It's day four at the College World Series in Omaha. They will play the best of three national championship series starting this Saturday. It was an off weekend for NASCAR. No race. They will get back at it in Nashville this coming weekend. The Chiefs are done with the uh, off-season workouts. The OTAs and the minicamps all done now, so training camp is coming next. That will open on July 26th. Three preseason games for the Chiefs this year. First one will be in Chicago against the Bears on August 13th. Number two and three will be at home on the 20th against Washington on the 25th against the Packers. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90 and absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows. And if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook, be sure you do that. 40,000 Facebook followers for Lake TV. Be sure to be one of them. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and bobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock, serving the entire lake area. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key.
business, government, history, religion, entertainment, and much more on 89.3 The Key. It is a beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks. Right now, 67 degrees at 808 as we broadcast live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. I mean, it is just darn nice coming in this morning. You don't walk outside and immediately go up in flames. It's uh, It's been easy to do the last uh, couple of weeks around these parts, but it looks like we're probably going to get a little bit of a break from the uh, humidity anyway, not necessarily the heat, but the uh, humidity. And so we take a look now at the weather forecast as we have it, 94 the high for today, 69 the low tonight. We'll uh, jump all the way up to 97. We were talking 100 degrees maybe tomorrow, but 97 will be just fine. You can stop there. Stop. I want to get off. 97 for Tuesday and plenty of sunshine. A few clouds and 90 on Wednesday. Looks like um, a few clouds and 91 on Thursday. Partly cloudy, 98 on Friday. There's your 100-degree temperature. Actually, 101 is the expected high on Saturday. With a partly cloudy sky, I don't. Maybe it's just like that old, you know, kind of kick the can down the road thing. We wanted to do it on Tuesday. Now let's just kick it down the road to Saturday. That's fine. Eighty-seven on Sunday, eighty-six the following Monday, and it looks like uh, uh, we're definitely going to see a bit of a break in the humidity uh, the next couple of days. Anyway, sixty-seven degrees, a mostly clear sky, beautiful day, great weather, great place to be. The beautiful Lake of the Ozarks. I hope you are uh, enjoying whatever it is you're doing this morning. Maybe you're working, so uh, take a break from all the fun and games and uh, listen into what we've got going on here on the uh, the Daily Show. Current lake level, let's take a peek at it. Uh, Bagnell Dam at 659.88, river level at 566.35. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a good Father's Day out there. All the dads was looking for... Uh, I didn't have to make dinner yesterday, which was kind of nice, <laughs> but I ended up ordering out and paying for it. So I guess <laughs> it is what it is, right? It was nice. 8:10. And uh, joining us in the studio this morning, we are hanging out with the mayor of Osage Beach, Michael Harbison. And uh, he is in the studio with us this morning. How you doing, man? Good. How are you, KB? I'm doing all right. Let me get you on the right mic there. There you go. He is on mic 3. I had to remember that uh I'm a, I'm I'm a little slow today. Mike's on Mike three. Mike's on Mike three. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. The mayor of Osage Beach. Last time you were here, you were running for mayor. That's correct. Yeah. And so you are officially the man with the plan. <laughs> well, it's 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 been quite a road, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've been accepted really well in city hall. Yeah. Um, as you know, last time there were some things that I wanted to take a serious look at, right. and we're starting to do that. So so far so good. Yeah. We've got a lot happening. Yeah. How has it? Uh, how has the transition been from businessman, still businessman? You're still a businessman, Harmy's Tea Store and more. And uh, I forgot and messed up and didn't wear my Harmy shirt this morning. But I have been wearing it out in 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 public. I've seen that, as as Sharon will tell you. I've seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> it's uh, it's got a lot of mileage. As a matter of fact, when we were down in Florida over Memorial Day weekend, I had some people asking me about Harmy's Tea Store and more, and I said, "Well, it's a cool place. You uh, have to come up to the lake to to hang out, or uh, you know, if you uh, go online and you see something you like, Michael will be happy to." Mail it oh, yeah. And, and Kim and I were out this weekend doing Harmy's Cheese on Skis on yeah, Saturday. Yeah. How was that? It was it was a slow start. We yeah. wondered, uh, is the gas prices keeping people away? And uh, we actually hooked up with some friends on their boat. Mm-hmm. Took about an hour break and ate a brat. And, and people were 
had drank more and they were hungry. So see. we had 30 trays with us and uh, we sold all 30. So tell me how that works. So you guys you basically take the cheese and, and, and wrap it up and take it on the water? How we do. We do. It's, I had a, a, a box prepared to uh-huh. attach to the back of my jet ski. Right. It's a metal box that hooks in and inside that box holds two 10 gallon coolers. And uh, we have a great staff at Harmies and right. they put together these delicious cheese trays at Harmies and uh, Wisconsin cheese curds, burgers, smokehouse beef sticks. And we throw a coaster in there for a 10% off coupon at, nice. at, at the cheese store. And uh, each cooler holds about 15 mm-hmm. uh, and they're cold. And we go up and down. Kim displays them, and people, what the heck is that? And it's, it's a cheese and sausage, cheese curds and beef sticks, and the price is $20 in a beer. And they say, oh, we get a beer, too? I said, oh, we get the beer. <laughs> so, so, so as the cooler empties out with the uh, cheese Wait a trays, minute. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> that's true and as the cooler empties out with cheese and sausage trays it fills up with right. cans of beer so it's 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 a fun it's and the way it happened about two two years ago it was 24 dollars, and somebody yeah. said hey i only have 20 how about 20 bucks in a beer and i just thought it was kind of cool so yeah. here we go 20 bucks in a beer that's yeah, a good deal it's fun so how you like being mayor i'm enjoying it yeah um i I'm no longer in the fundraising business. Right. That took a lot of my time during the school year. Mm-hmm. I have a great staff at Harmony's Cheese Store. I've got uh, uh, Pam and Amber, the managers there. And so I don't have to do a lot there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I spend pretty much every day at the city hall. Um, I do have a business to run once in a while, so I'm not there every day. But, uh, no, I, we figured out one time I think my salary is $2.40 an hour. So, <laughs> Plus so, tips. Right, yeah, so certainly was not in it for the money. Uh, but, no, we're having a great having a good time with it oh. 40 cents yes. an hour <laughs> well the salary is five thousand a year so based on a 40-hour work week oh i'm just yeah. i think that's great man but no it's uh like i said the, the staff at city hall has really taken me in yeah. uh I, very open and honest i had some problems uh we visited about those uh, the, the mayor does have limited powers but we do have a, a, a we just formed a, a committee that's going to citizens committee right that's a uh, business owners and there's some things that i wanted to look at the the signs being one of them mm-hmm. uh, another one uh, food truck business that's becoming big uh, they wanted me to take a look at that right um and, and look at some of the government what i thought was government overreach but we have a nice mixture of business owners retirees that uh, have them uh, it's basically a, a citizens action group that take a look at it and then make suggestions and bring them back to the board and and uh, that's what we're doing it, it's a good way to do things it sounds like you got uh, the right state of mind there because you're you're out there uh, you've got the feeders out and you're you know reaching out to the public and making sure that uh, the people have the input that's necessary right right is that uh, is that kind of something that you wanted to do initially when you were when you were talking about running for mayor? What's that, KB? The science? Yeah, the the, yeah. Uh, the committee? Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely, Citizens definitely. Committee. Uh, it is, and and again, the the mayor has limited powers, right. but he certainly does have some powers, um, and you can instruct people to do things your way. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't. You're not the one that can go in and just all of a sudden change everything. Right. It does have to go through the the board of aldermen, uh-huh. and so. But no, and I've worked with the Board of Aldermen. We've worked together real well as well also. And open-door policy, we have a lot of meetings. And again, a year ago, there's so many things I didn't know. I've said, too, it's kind of nice having new eyes on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm not afraid to say, I don't know, can somebody explain that? Right. And it's it's been kind of funny at different times. All the different meetings I go to, I think there's some questions that nobody else wants to ask because they're supposed to know the answer. Well, I'm not supposed to know the answer, so I have no problem. And as soon as I ask the question, somebody else will lean over. I didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but having new eyes on things because it's been you know the same people doing the same thing for a long time. Right. And now you have somebody new that uh, can look. Now, why is that? Well, I guess I never knew. Well, it's necessary, I would imagine, to have that uh, opportunity to have somebody explain something to you. Uh, that's the only way you learn. It is. It is. Had you ever uh, had you ever been in political office before prior to this? I have not. No. I have not. Not other than like in uh, high school. You know, I was in, actually when I was in junior high, I was the junior high of the state of Iowa student council president for the state of Iowa. I see. I see. <laughs> so you no. have a little experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, no. I mean, right. it's, it's uh, I've always been involved with the community, you know, but TVB board. You're a Lake very Grace. approachable man. Man, and and you're a very nice man, and and I've known you for a lot of years, and so every time that we've had any interactions, uh, it's always great to be around you, and and you just you seem like the kind of guy that's uh, very open minded, and you want people to come and approach you if they have an issue, if they have a problem, no matter what it is. You know, you don't know until you you, you get an earful from a resident in Osage Beach. Well, most definitely. And I have had friends call. I'll give you one example. Now, Kim lives down uh, down Passover Road, and uh, I drive there quite often, and there's bumps in the road and potholes, and we were out with a bunch of friends. Hey, hey now that you're mayor, uh, why don't you do something about this? <laughs> so so anyway, so I talked right. to the appropriate people. I said, hey, what do you do if somebody calls and has a complaint about, well, they said, well, you call City Hall and do this. Said, well, I'm the one asking. He oh, yeah. well, where is it? Right. Well, I told them they went down the next day. They took a picture. He says, yes, sir, that is bad. The next day it was filled. Wow. And the funny thing is not because I'm mayor, nobody had called Everybody sits and talks about it. So uh-huh. the point being, point is, this, approach people. If, if there's something going on in the city that you would like to see change, right? Don't, and it really bothers you, give me a call. Let's talk about it. If we can make it better, there, a lot of times there's things that happen for a reason that none of us like, but there are valid reasons for that. That would be a five seven three three zero two two thousand extension one thousand. Yes, sir. That, that is sure. how you get a hold of the mayor of Osage Beach, Michael Harmison, who is our guest in studio this morning. Uh, we're not going to talk about it right away. We're gonna we're gonna wait until after the uh, bottom of the hour uh, information break, and then we'll we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the tiff. Certainly, uh, some people are having a tiff over the tiff. You know, <laughs> I guess I guess it's it's all in what you believe and all, all in all, all in what you see. So uh, Osage Beach as a whole, you've had uh, some time now to uh, uh, to do you do you drive around the city? Do you kind of take a look at what you think needs to be? Uh, uh, some things that need to be fixed or some things uh, that you've always kind of wondered about and, and now you kind of have the uh, the access to find out a little bit more about these things. And what are some of the – I know because, because when we talked when you were running for office, right, um, what, are, what are some of the things, the other things, I guess, that you're looking at in terms of uh, some things you'd like to see done or fixed? Or I, I know we had an issue with uh, – was it the HVAC uh, systems and in 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 paying for permits and fees and, and how's that going right now? Oh, they've they've actually taken away the fine, yeah, um, the fee, the fee, and uh, at, they're in discussions. Was that was that it? You know, something that you had talked about uh, after you 
won the election. Yes, yes, and we actually talked about it before. Right. And um, if you remember, I put a little post out there that kind of went viral. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but uh, no, and and, it, and it's just taken some of the overreach. Now, again, there are reasons. Mm-hmm. There are some reasons why, but the 2018 International Building Code, the 2017 International Electric Code are two codes that I still have a problem with. They've been adopted, so I can't come in and take them away. But that's another thing that I want the citizens group to look at because there are certain things in there, like the the water heater, that I think are ridiculous. So um, I want them to take a real hard look at that. For safety reasons, obviously, you've got to have codes and policies. Uh, sure. But there's there's overreach sometimes, and that's what I want them to look at. That was something that was adopted. Uh, uh, I don't know exactly when, but I do know that it was kind of uh, adopted on the sense that uh, here we are in this day and age, and we're trying to kind of get away from additional fees and we're trying to get away from you know fines and things like that and and, and make people's lives a little bit easier and uh, yeah that uh, that popped up and somebody had a fit and uh, it it was taken care of and it's nice to see that's that is how government works uh, it, and government should be something that is more or less run by the people you know it, it is and one of the big things I've said is customer service mm-hmm. and I have told everybody in the City Hall I've had a meeting with the uh, the police last week and uh, I'm involved with the different organizations and I like to go to their meetings and yeah. introduce who I am but um, it's just I want the people that live in Osage Beach and the businesses that are here the business want to come here I want City Hall to be as polite as they can to them and not that they aren't right but no. but I want that people want to say hey I had to go to City Hall and I'm not upset about this fine or this code, but you know what? At least they were nice about it. Mm-hmm. They explained to me. Or if you have somebody out in the community, I've got, can you come take a look at my house? I've got this. Uh, and just go look at them, show compassion. Right. Uh, the city is there to help. They're paid by the people. And so I use the analogy several times. It's kind of funny. If you remember the movie Roadhouse. Oh, sure. I, I love the where where he says, be nice. And somebody says, well, if somebody kicks you, you be nice until it's time not to be nice. Right. And that's, the, again, you, you've got to, sometimes you get a fine, sometimes you got to follow procedures, but be nice about it. And again, not that they're not, but we can all improve on that. That's customer service is huge to me. And I keep saying that over and over and over. Well, being a businessman, I mean, you, you kind of understand how that whole thing works. Yes. You're not going to have a successful business if you've uh, got a bunch of jerks working for you. <laughs> well, and and I've used that analogy before. I, I've, I've said... I at my business. I don't care how well somebody cuts up cheese or how well they face the shelf. If they're not polite to my customers, then they don't belong working there. It's just be nice. How is that uh, relationship with the board of of Alderman? Do you get along with everybody pretty well? I do. Yeah. I I met with all of them um, about a week, all but two. two One was on vacation. Uh One just didn't get get my email or whatever but i i met with all of them about a week prior and i said mm-hmm. i think i have this gig i just want you to know who i am i want to explain uh what my goals and and several did express the point that they they thought i was running out of spite mm-hmm. and i explained very that is why i first threw my head in the ring right because i had problems and i wanted to change them so you're correct but the more i got involved in it the more i saw that i wanted to do this job um it was for spite that I did it, but it was out of real desire to make Osage Beach great again, which I used over and over. And uh, after that bypass went in, it has so much room for growth. Um, so, But to answer your question, I think we're working really well. Right. And, and a lot of them have told me seven weeks in, I've really enjoyed working with you. And we've not done it this way for a long time, but hey, 
I like the way you're, you're approaching things. Right. Well, I mean, you know, you had a the mayor, uh, Mr. Oliveri, who uh, was a great mayor for Osage Beach, did a lot of good things for the uh, the city as well. And, uh, you know, maybe it was just, uh, as they say, it's, it's sometimes it's a time for a change. And you, uh, you see different things and you uh, react certain ways. And, uh, you know, things are obviously going to be different under the uh, guidance of uh, Michael Harmison as mayor of Osage Beach. And, I think, though, you know, it's nice that you realize and understand that this is something that is uh, based on, you know, what the people see and what the people say and what the people want. And so uh, that's uh, going to be interesting here when it comes down to the wire for this uh, this TIF. Now, did you, has the, has the board, has the mayor, the TIF commission, has everybody uh, voted on the TIF as far as what direction you want to go yet? No, okay. no. Um, Here's where we are with that. Uh, last Monday, right. uh, we had a public hearing, and that was after 45 days after the TIF Commission received the paperwork to consider it. You know, the TIF Commission is made up you know, of an alderman. You've got people from the, the city. You've got selected people that I've selected. Right. Uh, previously, mayors has selected. And then you have the school board right. the representation, um, Camden County represented. Basically, at the public hearing, they take a look at the policy they get presentations from those that uh, want the development they get presentations from the uh the the attorneys that the city has hired to look at make sure it's safe for the city and then the tiff commission they vote on it and they vote whether or not to move it forward to the alderman okay so the tiff commission only makes recommendations mm-hmm. and they did vote unanimously to move it to the board uh, uh we are scheduled for a Twenty seventh next Monday is the next date. That's a special meeting that was called. We had to wait two weeks after the TIF uh, commission, and so on the twenty seventh is when the aldermen will will vote at that time. Like I said, we'll talk a little bit more about this on the other side of our information break, which we're getting close to. We've got about uh, three four minutes before we hit the bottom of the hour. Our guest is uh, the mayor of Osage Beach, Michael Harmison. What has been the uh, the biggest um, challenge for you so far boy <laughs> you know I'm, I'm usually not at a loss for words um i don't know that i've had any difficult challenges mm-hmm. um there's times when i'll when i've asked something and i just don't know right. I, I had somebody text me over the weekend and say hey what's what's the noise ordinance policy because the noise ordinance policy because i'm dealing with a, a local establishment playing music late at night uh-huh. and i just said well let me get back to you on monday i mean we can google it but i want to talk to the city attorney and just say hey, what is the policy right um i don't have an answer for you other than uh, um that's probably not what you wanted to hear, but I'd been it's in okay. office. I'd been in office for about a month, and and finally I said to uh, somebody who came by, "I've got the dumbest question." I said, "What do I do with my trash?" <laughs> <laughs> my trash can was finally full, <laughs> and if you're like most guys, you keep pushing it down and pushing right, it, down. right? And so that last water bottle just would not stay down. Exactly. So, and well, and I was told we all take care of our own office, and so so finally, so uh, she had to show me where to put the trash and where right. to get the bag. So, <laughs> but I'm learning that stuff. Where is, what do I do with my trash? <laughs> some, is it, do we have somebody that takes care of this? Yeah, and know. my office is still not decorated. Yeah. Um, it's a nice big office, and uh, I've got a couple pictures of, uh, on the floor. I bought a beautiful 
uh, beautiful thing that shows a picture of the lake. And, mm-hmm. uh, I had ordered something like three weeks ago, a picture of the lake, and uh, they were nice enough to have a flag in there. But everybody comes in and says, yeah, I've been here uh, seven weeks and still don't have anything on the wall yet. You kids out there with coloring books, <laughs> color uh, some pictures for the mayor. He'll put those pictures up in his office for you. Well, yeah, if anybody has anything neat uh, yeah. has to do with the lake, they want me to put up in the office, I'll take it. That's uh, that's awesome. So. So nothing really, uh, nothing really kind of out of bounds for you at this particular point. You're learning as you go, but it seems like you're pretty comfortable with the job. And uh, you know, did you ever years ago think when you first moved to the Lake of the Ozarks, someday I'll be, you know, I'll hold public office around here and I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to make some changes. Never, no. Like I said, I'm on the CVB board, Lake right. Race board, and of course I go to the socials and and uh, I'm out and about. Uh, but as far as a role as mayor, no, mm-hmm. no. But about a year ago, I did. Yeah, and apparently so. Yeah. Generally, well, my mom used to always say, <clears throat> if if Michael's interested in something, he's going to do well at it. <laughs> and if he's not, then maybe not. But uh, that that was something that tweaked my interest, and and I really do think I'm I'm moving things in a better direction. Well, it's uh, it, you know, I'm sure you're going to be. Uh be getting hit from from all sides if you're not uh, having that done already as far as uh, people wanting to talk to you and discuss various issues is it is it is it easy to go shopping like it used to be like you know you go and you you got to do a little grocery shopping you want to just get in get out and get on your way and somebody wants to stop you and have a conversation about uh, a pothole or oh, yes. uh, a turn signal or, or something like that? Or Oh, yes. My brother's a judge in Springfield, Missouri. Right. And, and after I won, he said, well, you just lost your first name. <laughs> because cause they call him Your Honor, and people call me Mayor. Mm-hmm. And it, that's still unusual for me to be out and about. And people say rather than, hey, Michael, or hey, Cheese Man, or hey, Harmony, it's <laughs> Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor. So, cheese Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still the same guy. Um, I'm, I do as you know, I'm approachable. I approach yes, others, but sure. but you're right. You yeah. you think I'm just going to run to Walmart for just a few minutes and somebody wants to talk, which is fine. You know, right. I enjoy it. And, and yeah. you're so laid back, and you've always been easy to talk to since I've <laughs> since I've known you. And this is this is kind of different because now, I mean, before you were the candidate running for mayor, now you are the mayor. Yeah. But uh, still a very approachable man, very nice man, and we're glad to have him here with us this morning. Well, KB, I've always enjoyed being with you, too. It's just like uh, we have this thing each time we see see each other. We need to do it more often. Yeah. We love talking on the air or seeing each other at parades or (laughs) food shows. Uh, And you bring up an interesting point, uh, the parade, the, the Veterans Day parade that they have in the city. We'd like to really see that. We'd really like to grow that parade and and, uh, get all of our local veterans involved in it. It's 8.30. We're going to step aside. Michael Harmison, the mayor of Osage Beach, is our guest. We'll come back, talk a little bit more about the TIF, the outlet mall, some other things going on in the city. Your phone calls are welcome. Right now, Stacey Johnson standing by with a check of local news with LakeExpo.com. Chris Schneider with a look at sports from Lake TV. It's all here on The Daily Show on Key Radio. Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, June 20th. According to the police, well-known NASCAR announcer and former racer Clint Boyer struck a pedestrian with his vehicle on an exit ramp off Highway 54 in Lake Ozark. The pedestrian, 47-year-old Mary Simmons, had been walking along the exit ramp in the driving area when Boyer's vehicle struck her. Police say Boyer immediately stopped the vehicle after the collision and contacted authorities. Lake Ozark police say they have completed their investigation into the incident and have cleared Boyer of any wrongdoing. 
A Richland man was seriously injured Wednesday in a crash on Highway A. 69-year-old Mitchell Chase was attempting to make a left turn when a vehicle attempted to pass and collided while the motorcycle attempted to turn left. Chase sustained serious injuries and was transported to Lake Regional Hospital by Mercy EMS. According to the report, Chase was not wearing a helmet at the time of the crash. Road resurfacing is set to begin early next week on Route 54 through Osage Beach. That's according to the Missouri Department of Transportation. The work includes resurfacing from the Grand Glaze Bridge to east of Osage Parkway. MoDOT says that both lanes in the westbound and eastbound directions will be milled and resurfaced. The resurfacing will cause overnight single-lane closures from 7 in the evening until 6 in the morning, beginning the evening of Monday, June 20th. The work is expected to be complete by the end of August. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Golf's third major of the year in the books. England's Matt Fitzpatrick winning the U.S. Open by one stroke. It's his first major title. Will Zalatoris just missing a putt that would have tied it up on the 18th hole. He finished runner-up for the second straight major tournament. Zalatoris losing in a playoff at the PGA Championship last month. Fitzpatrick taking home $3.15 million for that win. How about that? Baseball, the Cardinals had a tough weekend. They lose two of three in Boston over the weekend. They lost 6-4 to four yesterday. And uh, so the Cards and the Brewers will square off for the next four days in Milwaukee. They go into tonight's game tied for first place in the Central Division. The Royals had a pretty good weekend. They won two of three in Oakland. They got shut out for nothing yesterday as they were going for the sweep. It's uh, still on the road for the Blue Crew today as the Royals play the uh, Angels in Anaheim today. The big NCAA college baseball uh, tournament continues. It's day four at the College World Series in Omaha. They will play the best of three national championship series starting this Saturday. It was an off weekend for NASCAR. No race. They will get back at it in Nashville this coming weekend. The Chiefs are done with the uh, off-season workouts. The OTAs and the minicamps all done now, so training camp is coming next. That will open on July 26th. Three preseason games for the Chiefs this year. First one will be in Chicago against the Bears on August 13th. Number two and three will be at home on the 20th against Washington on the 25th against the Packers. Hey, you got to check out KB. 
on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90 and absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows. And if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook, be sure you do that. 40,000 Facebook followers for Lake TV. Be sure to be one of them. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station. Featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, Live High School Sports, Real Estate, Dining, Boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozark Shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. When I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends, we wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation. Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology, employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. Please consider supporting The Key with your monthly donation. Thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, The Key. It is 837. Welcome back, Key Radio and uh, The Daily Show. 72 degrees now. Beautiful day at the lake. I mean, uh, considering the fact that we have just been beaten silly by the heat, uh, this is actually a very nice day. And actually not too bad as far as the week is concerned. We'll get up to 97 tomorrow, 90 on Wednesday, 91 Thursday, 98 on Friday. And then we're looking at 101 for the high on Saturday, which is just fine. And then 87 the high on Sunday. So we'll see how everything plays out here. And hopefully uh, there might be an opportunity for me to get the grass cut. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. 838, 72 degrees, broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors in beautiful downtown Osage Beach, hanging out with the mayor of Osage Beach, Michael Harmison. And so, yes, a lot of folks are uh, watching what's going on with this uh, project that they would like to put in place as far as uh, redeveloping, reinvigorating, re-energizing the outlet mall, which um, has uh, always been a hub of activity here at the Lake of the Ozarks up until the last several years where you've got room for 110 stores. There's only, what, about 27 that they say uh, are, are open right now doing business. And so, um, you know, when they initially built that thing, they were looking at uh, bringing folks in from all over, and we did. Uh, we, You know, the local shop there, the uh, visitor shop there, everybody went to uh, check out a movie 
now and again, and then uh, it just started kind of dropping off because, as we know, uh, brick-and-mortar stores were not as popular as uh, they once were, and so a lot of folks uh, closed up shop and probably ended up doing most of their business online, which I don't know about you, but I'm a kind of kick-the-tires guy. I, I have to see it. I have to be able to touch it. I have to be able to uh, kick the tires, as they say, when it comes to buying something. I, I, I don't do well buying things online because I've, I've bought a few things online over the years, like a shirt, for example, and I'll get a 3X, and it'll come, and I'll put it on, <laughs> and I have to have my wife cut it off me because I can't breathe. But, I'm, I, you know, it, we would love to see that beautiful facility, and, and there's been talk over the years about, uh, I guess they wanted to do a number of different things with it. Somebody said make it into a medical park, which I thought would be a great idea. You know, your one-stop shop, you just pull in one, and you just go from doctor to doctor to doctor till you get all the things taken care of, and... And uh, then you have pharmacy in there and everything. You get it all. It's, you know, the, the one-stop shop. So, uh, and then I heard uh, they were going to level it and uh, put up uh, affordable housing. And then I heard they were going to level it and just leave it. And so now there's a group that's looking at uh, wanting to go in here and redevelop it, open it back up, get it to where it once was, and uh, hopefully have some success with it in the process. So did you know about this prior to running for mayor? Did you have any inkling? Yes, yes, I did. You did? Yes. And so the local developers, the Fosters, um, are looking at doing this with the help of, uh, there's a group out of Kansas City? Legacy. Legacy, right? Yes. And then there is also uh, some folks, um, another group that's involved in this, are they from Columbia? Uh, not with this or not with this group. Okay. No. The, the yeah. legacy joined up with the Fosters. Right. Th- those are the two primary developers. Right. How do they hope to get this thing back to where it once was? Obviously, we talk about the fact that there's going to be some housing. Uh, you've talked uh, about uh, apartments. Uh, you talked about a hotel, an entertainment complex, three restaurants, and then uh, a bunch of shops. Now, when we talk about the various shops. What are we talking here? High end, uh, or, or is it going to kind of go back to what they hope it would once uh, once was with the uh, the the retail as far as like uh, you know outlets where you go in and save or they knock you know fifty percent off or whatever. Well, the plan they presented last week basically was of the existing twenty seven bringing them up in the if you're facing them all from mm-hmm. fifty four uh, on the left hand side strategically moving them there okay so they're all in one area and then bringing in two or three big anchor box stores right um they they said they've got some lois letter of intents from some big people but they haven't shared that with me yet right. um uh, to bring in an anchor in the front and then in the back they're going to they even talk about putting a big ferris wheel up there uh they're talking about a zip line uh they presented yes affordable housing hotel but then also pickleball courts is what they were talking about mm-hmm. and then they are also saying that um and, and what one thing i've been really promoting just family oriented things i mean people come down here there's only so many days you can go on the water mm-hmm. for uh kim was saying friends were coming down and they, they had a couple 19 year old daughters well what do you suggest they do well they're too young for the pool bars <laughs> they're too young to go out uh you know they're they're too old to do five days of putt-putt golf mm-hmm. there's really not a lot but boy you bring in something like they're they're 
developer talk developers are talking about mm-hmm. family oriented mom can go shop and dad can have a beer you know and play pickleball so that's what they're wanting to do but yeah you're right the retail is unless they're big box stores that do not sell online mm-hmm. uh, you know amazon has just made up made those types of things just obsolete so what do you hear uh, from from the people in osage beach uh it it seems like there is a nice size movement of people that are for it would like to see something happen because i mean it's not doing anything just sitting there you know what i mean it it, it needs something it needs uh, a kick in the pants so to speak to uh, to get it rolling to get it moving forward uh so they have requested a a tiff tax increment financing to uh, to help with this particular project which uh, you know a lot of people seem to be for the TIF as well, um, and uh, there are people out there, though, that say, you know, if you are going to take the gamble, then it should be with your money, and uh, that they need to get uh, some investors on board and uh, have the folks, uh, you know, put up their own fo- uh, put up their own money and uh, not look to the city to, uh, you know, take the bonds, because I, I was reading the article in um, uh, LakeExpo.com, and it says that the city will not be held responsible if this project fails. And so that, to me, that's that's a little scary that you even have to put something like that out there. Well, that article was not 100% accurate. And I, right. And I believe Friday they, they were supposed to have brought out a retraction, I mean, right. portions of it. Um, whether the city is responsible for it is is really a touchy subject because there are some bonds that are issued where no you're not responsible necessarily but but if you default on that Mm -hmm. and you try to get one down the road then you basically are paying for it because you will not get one at a later date yeah so the city may or may not be responsible for it but it certainly put a black eye for future credit rating yeah um now as far as tiffs in general i mean it worked very good at pruitt point paid off early everybody's Mm -hmm. happy they put up their own money it's reimbursable um with this particular TIF, and I just I, I tried to say this last Monday night at the end of the special hearing or special board meeting. Here's our struggle right now because everybody wants that place redeveloped. You know, everything they presented sounds wonderful. The Fosters are great people. I got to know them on the campaign, and they, they love their vision. Uh, the struggle we have right now is is the TIF commission overwhelmingly said we want to move forward. Hi, mm-hmm. puppy. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> Uh, is this yours? No, this is that's that's Star. That's uh, that's uh, Bill and Janice's puppy dog. Oh. Star. No, no. But it, but anyway, everybody wants it to move forward, and, and the TIF Commission, they uh, looked at it, and you had people that worked at the mall. You had people that grew up in this area. Uh-huh. They had about I don't know, eight ten people speak, and and it's very heartfelt. Mm-hmm. They want to, this thing to continue. Uh, at the end of the meeting, uh, we had. Uh, it was voted on this last Monday, right. uh, or excuse me, board meeting, Thursday night's meeting. One of the things that was on the agenda is that the city of Osage Beach hires firms um, to take a look at the risk involved. And so the first thing after last Monday night's meeting, the company we hired suggested that we get a financial advisor as soon as possible. So uh, the, the city's administrator reached out to this company and said, can you give us two or three names mm-hmm. and they gave us three different financial advisors we looked at the three and we all agreed city attorney myself city administrator that of the three there's one in particular um columbia capital that's the columbia that i mentioned before that's what i was yes. talking about yeah and, and they had uh, 
history with legacy they've worked with them before and in our minds because we're this is a we had to have this done in a week yeah in our minds hey they already have experience they have experience with this company so let's hire them and so it was on the agenda for Thursday night's last meeting mm-hmm. and uh, and the local developers objected to that financial advisor and I'm not sure why. I I, I get it, maybe because they kind of have a, they have that history. Well, you know, and, that, and I don't know. I yeah. mean, but we looked at it as a positive thing. Yeah. We're thinking, hey, they have experience. This is we need to do this quick, right. so at least they know. And so, of the three, they didn't like that one. Well, mm-hmm. at the board meeting, we can't just say, okay, we'll take this one off and put somebody else in. Right. We have to either approve that or not approve it. Well, it, it was a four-two vote that we the board did choose that financial advisor. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are right now. So the uh, financial advisor will help you in terms of making the decision in regard to uh, what direction to go with the TIF and, and other things like that. Well, their job is to make sure to the best of their ability yeah. to find out whether the developers are financially able to do what they say they can do. Um, so at this point, you've got the 27 stores that are still there, and those stores apparently will stay there. Or should stay there. Well, uh, for the most part, yeah. Some apparently they have some for like three or four lease, year leases already. Yeah. And and a couple of them, I was surprised. There's there's two or three stores there that are like like top three in the nation producing. Yeah. 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 It, it's got to be tough though to go into a facility like that and say, you know, um, we we want to revitalize this. We want to make it what it once was. We want to get people to come back here. Um, you know, you've got some of your anchor stores that you talked about, letters of intent there, and you don't know who those are? I do not. You do not. And uh, then I guess you'll have the 27 stores that are there, these other uh, bigger stores that are going to come in, and then uh, just trying to get it to, uh, what's the best way to put this, um, get this situation where uh, it's like an entertainment venue, basically. It is. It is. Uh, with restaurants. Um, now, these restaurants that are going in, are these going to be local restaurants, do you know? Or are they going to be... Uh, we, we've not been provided that information. Emerald Lagasse or yeah, something like that? No. We not know that either. Yeah. But 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 the housing they talk about, not when I say affordable, it's not necessarily for kids. It's, yeah. it's more like a, you know the college kids that are going to work here for six months. Yeah. I, I think it would be great... To be able to kind of live and work all in one place oh, yeah. with gas prices the way they are. Most certainly. definitely. Yeah. But I wonder, though, if living there, if you're going to have to maintain a certain standard because of, of what's around you and the fact that, you know, it's, you're, you're hoping that people come in and take advantage of the pickleball and the right. Ferris wheel and everything like that. Yes, yes. I, I love the concept. Yeah. I actually love it. Yeah. And it's just, and it fits right in. Magic, magic trail bike. Uh, bike trails are trying mm-hmm. to do bike paths around here. Uh, I we actually just had signed off on another developer who's going to do some housing uh, down at Sycamore with the old golf course right. area, um, and that should happen fairly soon as well. We talk about now. There's something interesting and <clears throat> something that we've heard about quite a bit: affordable housing. I don't know how you can. Uh, people have different uh, definitions of affordable housing, right? We talk about being able to provide housing for people that uh, live here, that work here, so they don't have to travel from, you know, say 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour away to the lake to do their job because obviously a large part of that will end up in the gas tank. But 
Um, have you have you had the conversation with uh, people talking about affordable housing? In oh yes, yes. And, and when you say you're right, affordable housing could be anywhere from a thousand bucks a month to fifteen hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're not talking about low income or government assistance, but they're talking about housing that that's not necessarily on the lake. I mean, right. uh, they're talking about housing that's you know third, fourth, fifth here. Yeah. Uh, but it, but what they're trying to do it down there at Sycamore, it's I believe it's ten. To, 248 units, uh, swimming pool, mm-hmm. bike, uh, a dog park, and each unit would have, you know, like a 28 in it, and they'll beautiful. They're just beautiful, but the, mm-hmm. but they're not the gated community, and right? High end. It's very nice stuff, but but it should be you know, nine twelve hundred dollar range. Yeah. Well, it's tough no matter what, and uh, and certainly uh, affordable housing is something that uh, we've talked about, something that it, it, the discussion's been going on for years because we we, we know that uh, uh, the retail industry, uh, gee whiz, man, what, it's, 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 it's a tough business. It really is a tough business, a very thin profit margin, and so you don't really uh, – you don't really want people having to travel from uh, a long ways away to uh, to get to work, but I guess we'll continue to watch and see how it develops and how it grows. Um, but uh, every little bit helps. <clears throat> However, um, I know that there are uh, again are some uh, some questions that people have. There was a group going around wanting to talk to uh, each one of the county commissions about getting some seed money to uh, to develop uh, affordable housing, and I don't necessarily know that. Uh, uh, that we have a lot of seed money out there right now. I mean, uh, we have to dedicate uh, the money to the projects, and and hopefully those projects will be built, and we'll uh, we'll see the uh, the results from those relatively soon. And and that's I guess the case with a lot of people right now. So, but uh, again, the uh, the meeting for uh, the uh, TIF commission will be uh, what would you say the twenty seventh? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Monday night. It, it, Unless for whatever reason we need to call a special meeting right. prior to that, but twenty uh, seventh that should be the time. Yeah. And, and going back to TIFFs in general, because <laughs> a year ago I didn't even know what a TIFF was. Right. I keep telling people that, but did a lot of research, talked to a lot of people, and and I'm not necessarily pro or against them. Mm-hmm. I am pro TIFFs when it comes to things like the mall, for instance. Mm-hmm. Just as a general rule, whether who, let's say I use this analogy. Let's say the thing is worth a million dollars now, okay, and they pay. Thirty thousand dollars in taxes. Mm-hmm. All right, somebody comes in, they develop, and now it's worth a hundred million. Now their tax taxes should be three hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Well, for a period of time, you take the difference between the thirty thousand they were paying, the three hundred thousand. Half of that goes back into taxes. The other half goes back into helping the project. So, in my mind, especially the people that said, "Oh, I'm anti, I'm anti tax, I'm anti tax," uh, but yet they're anti TIF. Well. TIF is more taxes. Right. <laughs> All right. They're anti-TIF, so they're making two hundred and seventy thousand dollars more in taxes. And and as I think we both agree, a lot of times taxes is just legalized theft. But yes, you're helping mm-hmm. them by taking half of that, and it's still going to the school, it's still going to the city, it's still going to the county. But the other half is going to help develop that project. So that's kind of a, a very very complicated subject. Pretty pretty simple. I think a lot of people don't like TIFs because people say that, you know, it, it, it insures jobs. No, well, it doesn't insure jobs. Uh, and a lot of people that, you know, had built in this area that didn't build and get a TIF. They, they you know, they did sure. it on the... Uh, on their uh, on their merits and uh, 
they did the blood, you know, they went through the blood, sweat, and tears uh, of building this particular business. And so I think a lot of times you get people who just think that, uh, you know, why do these big companies and in, 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 in these groups come in and, and want tips? You know, I didn't build my hotel or I didn't build my business on a tiff. And it, 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 it they the the big argument with tiffs is that you're picking winners and losers is is what a lot of people will say, and then there's that word that pops up now and again that we talk about called blighted. You know the the word blighted is is this a blighted area? Does this really qualify for a tiff? Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. You know, and then the argument goes on. A lot of people would say to the uh, to the folks, hey, you know what? If you want to under you know if you want to this one is your undertaking. This is your venture. Then you know you put up the money. Yeah, you know yeah. why can't why can't you put up the money if this is what you want to do? Why do you go to the city and say let's we want a tiff, we want this? And then they talked about various tax incentives. Do you know any of those tax incentives that they had had discussed, or are those out there yet? Or they're not out there yet, but they're you know, they're wanting the computer CID mm-hmm. community improvement district where basically so much people go in, they spend an extra two percent, whatever. Right. People have a choice whether they. Lowe's, they have one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, people choose whether or not to go there. Sure, sure. But going back to your uh, guaranteeing jobs, again, stuff I'm learning, clawbacks yeah. are something that they, if somebody says, okay, we we want this TIF and we're going to have 700 jobs. Well, we have the ability to write that in there. So, right. okay, you have to perform or you're not going to get the incentive. Yeah. So they can put it, put in regular rules in there to make sure they follow them to get the, the benefit. So there are things that uh, the city requests when they say, well, we'd like to sit down, we'd like to uh, talk about a TIF, well, the city says, fine, uh, but this is these are our requirements, and right. you have to meet these requirements before we greenlight it. Correct, correct. And just so people know, too, when it comes down to it, and I, I've said this to so many people, there's a lot smarter people than me right. that has to look at this before I have to make a decision. You have the TIF commission, you have the alderman. For me, judgment day will be when it's three to three, and I've got to make that decision. Right. And prior to that day, I will know which way I'm going to vote. I see. Um, and it's also going to be a little more interesting, too, because Monday night's meeting, we have one alderman's had a, a, a trip planned for years or months. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be somewhere on a cruise ship. Well, he's trying to get Internet, so he can be via Zoom. Yeah. But if, if that alderman's not there, and there's only five there, uh-huh. I won't. I won't be allowed to vote because it has to be a majority. Yeah. So four will have to vote. If he cannot hook up, we'd have to get four to vote in favor to move on. Four aldermen in favor to move on. Right. Well, if he cannot make it. Now, yeah, that's going to be kind of an interesting situation for a major project like this that they're talking about. Yeah, we hope that uh, wherever this particular person is, that they can. Uh, they can get through, or maybe you just uh, can they text their vote? No, no, no. It's got to be visual and audio. Unbelievable. Well, let's hope that uh, things work out in that particular instance. Anything else? We've got a couple of minutes uh, here with you. Uh, anything else that you're looking at that you're working on that you would like to uh, uh, tell folks about uh, that's coming up for the city of Osage Beach? Oh, I just. M. Harmerson, mm-hmm. uh, dot, uh, at org. H-A-R-M-I-S-O-N, right. uh, at org is my uh, email address. So if you have any questions, concerns uh, about what's going on, um, I do enjoy a challenge. Uh, I, do en- I'm a, uh, I don't read books, but I'm an avid reader of 
policies and rules and regulations. And, right. and uh, when I first uh, day in office, they handed me this book that literally was about four inches tall. And there's all the codes. <laughs> and uh, I've not read them all, but uh, just like the, the noise ordinance code, yeah. uh, there's some things in there that's been there if we need to take, take a look at that's been there forever to get rid of. Um, but no, uh, one thing that I, I do want to do, or you asked earlier about some things that are I want to have done, and that's the water tower right. on on the west end cleaned. Uh, and I was told, well, because it is so uh, short, that that's actually that gets all the pollen. And it's only painted like three or four years ago. I think right. it looks terrible. Yeah. You need to get that thing cleaned. Another thing that we're going to... They're going to hand you a bucket and a well, sponge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some some big garden hose. Uh, but then also uh, coming in from Camdenton, mm. it's, we're going to be talking about this. But I want some sort of uh, welcome to Osage Beach, the heart of Lake of the Ozarks. Right. Uh, a lot of times people coming in from Camden, they don't know they hit the lake till they hit the bridge. Yeah. And especially for those businesses down there, Harmony's Cheese Store. Um, <laughs> did I just say that out loud? Whoops. <laughs> no, the businesses down there, it'd be nice that yeah. people exit and, and, again, get that West End going again. Well, I think there has been talk. Now, uh, right before the cost-sharing program for MoDOT ended, that, that stretch there um, uh, from, uh, well, I guess they were going to put it in uh, Y Road and extend like a service road all the way down that way. And... Next thing you know, it, the cost-sharing program just went right out the window. No, it's scheduled to happen this fall. Yeah, and, yeah. and so they, they brought it back, and I know that the uh, folks there would love to have access, yeah. and, and it would be nice to have a road that goes all the way from, like, say, Y Road, like a service road down to uh, the Harley store. Right, right. This one's going to extend right there from Harley's to the Industrial Park Road. Right. Uh, now, I did find out something just last week. It's it's scheduled for uh, this fall. Yeah. All scheduled. Uh, DNR or somebody notified us, I kid you not, that uh, there's some apparently brown bat yes. that is hanging out in certain trees. Uh-huh. And they're trying to determine whether the trees being cut down are those certain trees. And if they are, then we're going to have to wait. <laughs> so we'll find out if we can cut down those trees or not. And on that note, folks, we'll uh, thank you for coming in and appreciate uh, Michael Harmison, the mayor of Osage Beach, for joining us here this morning on Key Radio. Thank you, sir. Always great to see you. Thank you, KB. Always great. Always fun to be with you. Yeah, and uh, we'll have to. We'll, I, I know one of the things you talked about is you know coming in on a regular basis and and talking with us. So uh, I'm going to hold you to that. Perfect. Be Thank happy you. to. That's awesome. It's nine oh two. We need to step aside, take a quick break. We'll uh, get some information from Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com. Also, the. Uh, Master of Disaster, Uncle Chris, Chris Schneider, with a check of sports with Lake TV on Key Radio and The Daily Show. You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, June 20th. According to the police, well-known NASCAR announcer and former racer Clint Boyer struck a pedestrian with his vehicle on an exit ramp off Highway 54 in Lake Ozark. The pedestrian, 47-year-old Mary Simmons, had been walking along the exit ramp in the driving area when Boyer's vehicle struck her. Police say Boyer immediately stopped the vehicle after the collision and contacted authorities. Lake Ozark police say they have completed their investigation into the incident and have cleared Boyer of any wrongdoing. 
A Richland man was seriously injured Wednesday in a crash on Highway A. 69-year-old Mitchell Chase was attempting to make a left turn when a vehicle attempted to pass and collided while the motorcycle attempted to turn left. Chase sustained serious injuries and was transported to Lake Regional Hospital by Mercy EMS. According to the report, Chase was not wearing a helmet at the time of the crash. Road resurfacing is set to begin early next week on Route 54 through Osage Beach. That's according to the Missouri Department of Transportation. The work includes resurfacing from the Grand Glaze Bridge to east of Osage Parkway. MoDOT says that both lanes in the westbound and eastbound directions will be milled and resurfaced. The resurfacing will cause overnight single enclosures from 7 in the evening until 6 in the morning beginning the evening of Monday, June 20th. The work is expected to be complete by the end of August. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Our underwriters are who makes the programming possible on Key Radio. And thank you to Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about the history of Victoria Station and how you might have to just use your nose with some of the unique products they offer at Victoria Station. The Victoria Station has been around for 37 years now. We're a family-owned business. We've been in our location for 27. We're veteran-owned, family-run. We carry lots of different product categories from greeting cards to home fragrances, uh, lamps, potpourri. There are certain products that you have to smell. Those home fragrance things, the candles, the potpourri lines, the fragrance oils, that yeah, you need to smell it to see if that's what you want your own home to smell like. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Golf's third major of the year in the books. England's Matt Fitzpatrick winning the U.S. Open by one stroke. It's his first major title. Will Zalatoris just missing a putt that would have tied it up on the 18th hole. He finished runner-up for the second straight major tournament. Zalatoris losing in a playoff at the PGA Championship last month. Fitzpatrick taking home three $3.15 million for that win. How about that? Baseball, the Cardinals had a tough weekend. They lose two of three in Boston over the weekend. They lost 6-4 to four yesterday. And uh, so the Cards and the Brewers will square off for the next four days in Milwaukee. They go into tonight's game tied for first place in the Central Division. The Royals had a pretty good weekend. They won two of three in Oakland. They got shut out 4 nothing yesterday as they were going for the sweep. It's uh, still on the road for the Blue Crew today as the Royals play the uh, Angels in Anaheim today. The big NCAA college baseball uh, tournament continues. It's day four at the College World Series in Omaha. They will play the best of three national championship series starting this Saturday. It was an off weekend for NASCAR. No race. They will get back at it in Nashville this coming weekend. The Chiefs are done with the uh, off-season workouts. The OTAs and the minicamps 
all done now, so training camp is coming next. That will open on July 26th. Three preseason games for the Chiefs this year. First one will be in Chicago against the Bears on August 13th. Number two and three will be at home on the 20th against Washington on the 25th against the Packers. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90 and absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows. And if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook, be sure you do that. 40,000 Facebook followers for Lake TV. Be sure to be one of them. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock serving the entire lake area. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key. Government, history, religion, entertainment, and much more on 89.3 The Key. It is 910. Thank you so much. It is a beautiful day at the lake. 74 degrees now. 74 degrees. 
And when you walk out the door, much like I did this morning at about 5.30, you won't get hit upside the head with that, uh, that humidity. Seems like the humidity is uh, taking a break, and that's fine. I hope that uh, folks realize and understand that uh, we were in uh, for some serious temperatures as far as uh, upper 90s today, and we were supposed to hit the century mark uh, tomorrow. And we still might do that in some areas around the state right now. We're at 74 degrees, clear sky here in Osage Beach, broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. 94 degrees and abundant sunshine is what they're saying for today. A low tonight of around 69 and a clear sky. Not a bad night to uh, maybe get out there and throw something on the bobby. 97 tomorrow with plenty of sunshine. Partly cloudy the rest of the week into the weekend. With a high on, I'm sorry, on Wednesday of 90, 91 on Thursday, 98 the high expected on Friday, 101 the expected high on Saturday, 87 on Sunday, and then we'll get into the uh, upper 80s to low 90s uh, next week. But really, again, a bit of a break as far as things go from that humidity today. And that is a good thing. We can uh, We can use a break. I'm going to hang out a little bit. I, I want to take a moment here and, and thank some folks that have been with us for a long, long time over on Lake TV. And that is uh, that is uh, Ozark's Cat and Canine in Sunrise Beach. We go over there every couple of weeks, and uh, we film a cat, and we film a dog, and we call it KB's Furry Friends. It is sponsored by the good folks over there at uh, our veterinary at the lake. Mary Miami Tilly and the staff at Ozark's Cat and Canine, a great group of people working so very, very hard to find homes for all of these animals. And uh, I guess they had, uh, or they still have, a lot of cats, kittens. They've been getting uh, a lot of kittens here lately. But uh, finding homes for these animals is very tough. And so anything you can do to help these uh, folks out, and I say these folks, but there are a number of shelters in our area, people that have taken it upon themselves to put a facility together to house animals who, uh, well, they are having a tough time finding a home for, much like Lightning Wonder Dog, who is, uh, at last check, he was just sprawled out across my bed, (laughs) enjoying life. I took a picture of him yesterday and posted it on uh, Facebook in his enormous dog bed. When we uh, when we rescued Lightning from the shelter, we we got his bowls, uh, his food bowl, his water bowl, and uh, the bowl holder. And then we we had this huge bed <laughs> that he had. His previous owners bought him the biggest bed they could possibly find, and uh, yeah, he lays in it around the house, but. Um, Whatever you can do to help the local shelters out, if you want to donate your uh, money, if you want to donate your time, they can always use people to walk dogs, pet dogs, spend time with dogs and cats, whatever, whatever you'd like to do. But help out your local shelter if you uh, want to take them some food once in a while, because I know Ozark's Cat and Canine, they are uh, a great place. They, They have their thrift store before you get down to the actual kennel area. They have the thrift store where you can go and drop off, uh, uh, things, clothes, uh, furniture, whatever you have that you would like to donate to the uh, thrift store. Uh, because, of course, the thrift store is uh, what keeps the doors open at the shelter, right? <clears throat> so if you would like to stop by and help those folks out, they would uh, greatly appreciate it. But uh, 
Again, a great group of mainly volunteers. I think they've got a couple of paid employees. But most of the folks that are at Ozarks Cat and Canine are uh, volunteers, much like a lot of the shelters, because they can't afford to pay people. The uh, the main purpose of any money coming in is to keep the doors to the shelter open so that they can uh, get folks in there to rescue the animals. But if you have an opportunity, stop in there and uh, see those folks at Ozarks Cat and Canine. Of course, you've got the Dogwood Animal Shelter. You've got uh, Angels with uh, Tails. We talked to Mary Isaac. They had their open house over the weekend. And just a lot of different places that uh, cater to these animals uh, and try to do the best job that they possibly can. It is not easy, trust me, folks. When uh, somebody says, you know, I, I want to open a shelter, uh, I don't think they realize what it is they're getting themselves into. <laughs> so uh, FingerLakes1.com is uh, the stimulus checks worth $500 going to Missouri residents. We talked about this, and this is something that uh, some people have a hard time with. The stimulus money, more stimulus money, $500. That check will be gone before it even uh, hits your mailbox. A lot of people, oh, 500 bucks. Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. Residents in the state of Missouri can now expect stimulus check tax rebates worth up to $500 thanks to a major state budget surplus. And so uh, the, uh, these payments are a one-time tax rebate. The money will come out of the $49 billion budget surplus. We, we, we got all that, uh, that ARPA money the state did. And so uh, they're going to turn around and uh, give some of it to you, to me, to, uh, I guess, anybody who's a taxpayer. $500 million from the $49 billion surplus will go to the stimulus checks. There are certain income requirements. Your filing status will also determine how much you get. Single filers will get up to $500. Uh, joint filers can get up to $1,000. Single filers cannot have an income that exceeds $150,000. No worries there. <laughs> I don't have anything to worry about. Married filers cannot have an income that exceeds $300,000. For every $1 taxpayers pay, they will receive $1 back up to $500, right? This is part of the 2023 fiscal year's budget. The income caps were set to keep the proposal under $500 million. The original plan did not have an income cap which uh, would have made the plan somewhere in the neighborhood of $1 billion, right? So it doesn't uh, say anything about uh, when these checks are supposed to be coming out. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you you take the stimulus money uh, that the government sent us uh, back, what was it, in 2020? What did you do with that? Did you spend it like, uh, just, I don't know, spend it on something that, uh, I, I guess the word frivolous comes to mind. Did you spend it on something, were you frivolous with the money? Did you spend it just like, oh, I got an extra whatever in stimulus money and um, I've got this uh, new firearm I want to buy or I've got this, you know, 
and I guess that's the whole point of this stuff, is right, is to uh, turn around and take this money and stimulate the economy. That's why they call it a stimulus check. You're not supposed to save it. You're not supposed to turn around and put it in the bank or put it in your savings account. You're supposed to go out and spend it. Let's go spend it. Yeah, what are we going to do? We're going to spend it. Absolutely. Got all this money now. I got this $500 just burning a hole in my pocket. I better get out there and spend it. Are you going to accept the money, or, or do you plan on just, like, taking the check and going, ah, thanks, but no? However, uh, it really doesn't make any difference, does it? Residents in the state of Missouri can now expect stimulus check tax rebates worth up to $500 thanks to a major state budget surplus. Would you have rather seen them do something else with the money rather than giving it to to the uh, citizens of the state of Missouri? What else could we have done with the money? Well, there you go. (laughs) There are uh, other... Uh, I'm, I'm looking at some of these other stories here. Payments worth $750 going to some Minnesota workers. Um, hmm. Gas price updates for the week of June 13th. Well, that makes no difference now. In some places, gas went down about 10 cents. Some places, only 5. Does that make you feel better when you when you go to fill up at the pump that gas might only be $4.69 a gallon? It's just nuts. It's crazy. What are they? And, and then I heard this morning. What did I hear them talking about? Trying to uh, enact some sort of—I don't know if it's a, a new piece of legislation or enacting something that already exists—to uh, save us somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty cents a gallon at the pump. So for ten gallons, you'd save two bucks, right? It's still. It is still amazing that in this country that we are paying what we are paying at the pump for gasoline. It is just ridiculous, and I, I, I just I don't understand it. We have the means necessary to make this go away, yet, and, and it's like with everything else, right? We could beat this. There are methods, there are things in place to help us beat this, to get this economy under control, to get these gas prices under control. And they just don't want to, they don't want to give the people the relief. Now, you wonder why now, maybe now, would uh, it would be a time where you'd start to see people getting a little up t- uh, uptight, not just January the 6th, 2021, but where we are as of right now, knowing full well that we could get ourselves out from under this crisis, if you want to call it that. Everything else is an epidemic or a crisis. Why not the crisis at the pump? We could get out from under this. We could very easily get out from under this, get Gas prices down under $2, but they choose not to. And why is that? Why is that? So uh, let's see here. Uh, They were talking about uh, not only the stimulus checks, uh, 
But now uh, something else, and, and this is something that I had suggested a while back, and I'm still suggesting that they do it, and that is arm certain uh, members of the, uh, the faculty and the teachers in schools. And now there's a Missouri lawmaker who is proposing uh, introducing a bill to have a, uh, this SRO school resource officer in every public school building. Um, this Democratic state rep, Mark Sharp, said he plans on introducing a bill next legislative session that would hopefully make it easier for school districts to have a school resource officer, SRO, in every public school building. We would provide 70% of the funding for school resource officers or and or any kind of school safety measures and leave the school district to cover the rest of it, which would be 30%. Sharp said Friday. Sharp uh, would like to see SROs in the elementary schools in the future, though they're often not in them right now. Well, uh, some folks are, some schools can afford them. Some can't, right? I don't because this would mandate, uh, would not be a mandate, Sharp said, when asked if this would put school districts in a bind because the state would only pay 70% of the proposal. This would just be an offer to those districts who want to opt in and take advantage of this program. It's really just to sweeten the deal for our school districts to try to make it a little safer for our kiddos. Republican State uh, Rep. Chris Brown said the cost of this project will be the problem. Well, okay, how about this budget surplus we're talking about here? Giving everybody a $500 check? Why not uh, give money to the schools to uh, let them, if they want to have an SRO, that's fine, uh, and back that up with some uh, teachers and faculty members being armed. What do you think about that idea? Excuse me. I'm enjoying a lovely sip of coffee. But doesn't that make sense? Rather than giving, uh, giving $500 checks to everyone, which it's $500, it will be gone in an instant, that quick, that quick, that fast. How about we uh, take that money and turn around and uh, put it into schools as far as uh, protection for the students? If you want to have an SRO, that's great. If you'd like to have uh, some of these companies that train the teachers and the faculty members, if there's an active shooter situation, hmm. What's the one reason why they wouldn't participate in this program? This is uh, a question coming from State Rep. Chris Brown, the Republican. What's the one reason why they wouldn't participate in it? It's a financial reason, Brown said, of school districts on Friday. Uh, you know, they just don't feel like they can bear that uh, burden going forward. When you're talking about trying to put school a school resource officer in literally every school, you're talking about elementary, middle, and high school that a district may have. Unfortunately, that's a financial hurdle that some school districts just aren't going to be able to do or would find it exceedingly difficult to do. Local school districts aren't commenting on the proposal right now. Okay, I got you. Does it make sense to have a school resource officer in every school? 
every school building, wherever there are school children, grade school, elementary, middle school, junior high, high school, whatever, does it make sense to put a school resource officer in every school, period? Well, the schools can't afford it right now. I get that. I understand that. But rather than maybe giving out these $500 checks, we turn around and we turn around and we give the schools the opportunity to have a school resource officer. Or, as I said, do you turn around and then say, okay, fine, let's go with these programs where we can train some of the teachers, train some of the uh, faculty members, and have these people in the schools, you don't know who they are, carrying a firearm. They are trained to carry a firearm and to insert themselves, if necessary, if an active shooter does indeed come into the school. 928 is our time. I don't know. You, you tell me this morning. I, I, I think that uh, I've always been in favor, and it's a voluntary program, by the way, folks. You don't, you don't want to have to force anybody to do this. It's a voluntary program. But is that something that you see happening? Something you see happening in the future here at the Lake of the Ozarks, other places, whatever you've got going on, whatever you, wherever you feel that there is a need for protection. I would think that uh, it would be smart to have some sort of deterrent. If you have a school resource officer, obviously, someone knows that, and that might be a good deterrent as far as an active shooter is concerned. But then do you arm teachers and or faculty members as well? Do you do that in addition to having a school resource officer? So you know, obviously, that there's at least one person in the building that is armed, but you don't know that there might uh, be other folks in the uh, in the building as well. Closing in on 9.30, closing in on our final opportunity to get some information. And that information coming to us courtesy of the good folks over there at lakeexpo.com as well as Lake TV, Stacy Johnson, with the information this morning from LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source, and also Chris Schneider with a check of sports. He's uh, working over there at Lake TV. See Uncle Chris at the top of the hour? That guy's crazy. He's crazy funny and uh, crazy awesome is what he is. So make sure you're checking that out as well. Don't forget uh, what's burning on Lake TV and cup of coffee and the community spotlight. And those folks over there are doing so much, and it's fun to be a part of that. It really is. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying myself thoroughly as a member of the Lake TV crew with What's Burning. Seven days a week, three times a day, 7 a.m., 5 p.m., 11 p.m., and a new show every Thursday. We've got, uh, as a matter of fact, we'll have Michael Harmison, the mayor of Osage Beach, on. Also, Rochelle Grovner, she will uh, be on the program as well. We'll uh, take care of business with our furry friends. And 
I put out a poll question last week, a little something uh, regarding that TIFF in Osage Beach, and we've had a lot of responses to it. So we'll go and uh, kind of see how that uh, particular question fared. Maybe we'll throw out another poll question while we're at it. 9.31, it's time for information on The Daily Show on Key Radio. Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, June 20th. According to the police, well-known NASCAR announcer and former racer Clint Boyer struck a pedestrian with his vehicle on an exit ramp off Highway 54 in Lake Ozark. The pedestrian, 47-year-old Mary Simmons, had been walking along the exit ramp in the driving area when Boyer's vehicle struck her. Police say Boyer immediately stopped the vehicle after the collision and contacted authorities. Lake Ozark police say they have completed their investigation into the incident and have cleared Boyer of any wrongdoing. A Richland man was seriously injured Wednesday in a crash on Highway A. 69-year-old Mitchell Chase was attempting to make a left turn when a vehicle attempted to pass and collided while the motorcycle attempted to turn left. Chase sustained serious injuries and was transported to Lake Regional Hospital by Mercy EMS. According to the report, Chase was not wearing a helmet at the time of the crash. Road resurfacing is set to begin early next week on Route 54 through Osage Beach. That's according to the Missouri Department of Transportation. The work includes resurfacing from the Grand Glaze Bridge to east of Osage Parkway. MoDOT says that both lanes in the westbound and eastbound directions will be milled and resurfaced. The resurfacing will cause overnight single enclosures from 7 in the evening until 6 in the morning, beginning the evening of Monday, June 20th. The work is expected to be complete by the end of August. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Golf's third major of the year in the books. England's Matt Fitzpatrick winning the U.S. Open by one stroke. It's his first major title. Will Zalatoris just missing a putt that would have tied it up on the 18th hole. He finished runner-up for the second straight major tournament. Zalatoris losing in a playoff at the PGA Championship last month. Fitzpatrick taking home $3.15 million for that win. How about that? Baseball, the Cardinals had a tough weekend. They lose two of three in Boston over the weekend. They lost 6-4 to four yesterday. And uh, so the Cards and the Brewers will square off for the next four days in Milwaukee. They go into tonight's game tied for first place in the Central Division. The Royals had a pretty good weekend. They won two of three in Oakland. They got shut out 
4-0 yesterday as they were going for the sweep. It's uh, still on the road for the Blue Crew today as the Royals play the uh, Angels in Anaheim today. The big NCAA college baseball uh, tournament continues. It's day four at the College World Series in Omaha. They will play the best of three national championship series starting this Saturday. It was an off weekend for NASCAR. No race. They will get back at it in Nashville this coming weekend. The Chiefs are done with the uh, off-season workouts. The OTAs and the minicamps all done now, so training camp is coming next. That will open on July 26th. Three preseason games for the Chiefs this year. First one will be in Chicago against the Bears on August 13th. Number two and three will be at home on the 20th against Washington on the 25th against the Packers. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90 and absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows. And if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook, be sure you do that. 40,000 Facebook followers for Lake TV. Be sure to be one of them. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station. Featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, Live High School Sports, Real Estate, Dining, Boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks Shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. When I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends, we wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation. Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology, employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. Please consider supporting the Key with your monthly donation. thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, the key. It is 937, 77 degrees and a mostly clear sky, very comfortable, 94 the expected high today. We'll drop down to 69 for the overnight low, back up to a high of around 97 tomorrow. Looks like 91 on Wednesday, 90 on Thursday, and uh, just some very comfortable temperatures. We'll take a a leap on Friday with a partly cloudy sky and a high of 98, 101 the expected high on Saturday. However, partly cloudy. 87 Sunday, 86 a week from today. And it looks like uh, then we'll get into the uh, mid-90s for uh, the rest of next week as we uh, 
as we get ready to wrap up the month of June. Where did it go? My goodness. Here and gone. 77 degrees as we are broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. It's always uh, always a good time to come by and see what's going on and uh, manage your finances and get that all taken care of so you don't have to worry about it. So when you get to be that age, you know, that age, that uh, all you have to do is just kick back and relax because you took the time to put in the work and do what you needed to do to make sure that you're well taken care of, that your family is well taken care of, uh, and even after you're gone, that uh, you are well taken care of. Well, my battery, it says here, my battery is running low. <laughs> and here I took the time, and I do this every morning when I walk in, is I plug in my phone, and then I plug in my computer. And I did not do that this morning, even though the plug is right there on the floor. <laughs> Whoops. Coming up on the program tomorrow, we're going to be talking things over with Dan Wass. Dan is my friend and the author of the Good Gun, Bad Guy series. He is a Second Amendment advocate. I'm thinking that we also uh, need to play back the interview that we had with Chris Ann Hall last week. Chris Ann Hall was supposed to join us this week. She was going to be at the lake uh, on Wednesday to speak to uh, the folks. And unfortunately, uh, her husband is under the weather. And so she is not going to be making the uh, the trip, but uh, it would certainly be worth the opportunity to play that interview for you again. So I think we'll dig out the Chris Ann Hall interview, dust it off, and uh, stick it in there tomorrow. But uh, Dan Wass will be on the program, and so much to talk about with Dan. And he is just an amazing person as far as being an advocate for the Second Amendment. And we've talked to him plenty, but uh, as as we try to legislate our way out of this this problem that we're having with firearms and people going in and shooting up schools or churches or synagogues or mosques or wherever they're going, hospitals, movie theaters, shopping malls. We feel that the easiest way is to start putting more rules and regulations in place because that is the way to stop all of this. That is the way to prevent things from happening. If we take the guns away, if we take those horrible assault rifles, as they're referred to, the AR-15, the assault-style rifle, if we get rid of those AR-15s, then the world is going to be a happier place. We won't have the types of things going on that we have going on. We won't have these shootings. We won't have these people that are uh, mentally unstable, acquiring firearms through illegal means, or maybe legal means, you never know. We th- These things just won't happen. So we're going to go to uh, the United States Congress. We're going to go talk to those men and women in Washington, D.C., and say, can you please help us? Can you please save lives by passing all of this legislation that is going to keep people safe? Because that's not your job. That's not what you're there for. You can't keep people safe. Things are going to happen regardless. No matter how much legislation, no many, uh, no matter how many laws are on the books, it's going to happen, folks. It, it as as horrible as that is to say, it and as unfortunate as it may be, it's going to happen because we're not getting 
we're, we're trying to legislate our way out of this problem. And we're taking and tying the hands of law-abiding citizens as opposed to tying the hands of criminals who don't care how much legislation you put on the books. A criminal does not care whatsoever. There's never a day that goes by where somebody who is going to commit a crime says, hmm, I better check and see if this is illegal before I do it. I could get in trouble. I could get in trouble and then end up in jail or prison. I don't think a criminal ever sits down and, and has those thoughts going through their brain. I need something, I want something, I'm going to do something, and there's not anyone who's going to stand in my way. There's not anyone who is going to prevent me from doing this, is probably what goes through their brain. Unless, of course, they go into a school where they have a school resource officer and or they have armed teachers and faculty members, and an active shooter walks into a school not knowing where these people are and decides that today is the day that they're going to pull some kind of crap where they're going to go in and try to kill innocent people and it backfires on them. They themselves end up being the one who gets killed or at least injured or at least they walk in and they realize, oops, maybe I picked the wrong school. Yes, you did. Very interesting concept that uh, we are going to legislate our way out of these problems and it's all going to go away it's all going to stop but haven't we tried this before haven't there been school shootings and we've said well we'll do this and we'll do that and we'll legislate our way out of it and everything will be fine if if we change the age if we change the age of of of, of a person uh, you know, they can't purchase a firearm until they're 21. If somebody is intent on doing something, they don't need a firearm. If they're intent on hurting people, they could get behind the wheel of a vehicle. They could grab a brick. They could grab a board. They could do whatever the heck they need to do if they are intent on hurting someone. This is a great story, and thank you, Rick Goose, for the... Uh, the opportunity here this morning. He is one of my off-site producers and does a uh, a great job of providing me with content. Humiliation, it says here. It's a commentary from the westernjournal.com. Biden admin moves to fill gaps in border wall, but you won't believe its explanation. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Sometimes even uh, Democrats have to pretend the United States is a nation. Nations, of course, have borders, and normal nations defend those borders, except for the U.S. when Democrats want cheap votes and their friends in business, including Republicans, want cheap labor. We know what happens then. We've been living it for years. Borders? We don't need no stinking borders. Migrants, criminals, would-be terrorists, carriers of disease, it doesn't matter who you are. Come on in. Right? Except now, with miles of holes in the border wall that Trump built, even Democrats are quietly reacting. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is taking to plugging some of the holes 
this from uh, a report from Fox News, but don't call it that. Don't they're, they're, we're not we're not plugging the holes. U.S. immigration policy has long been a cornucopia of contradictions. A great example is the Biden administration telling Congress to cut off funds for the border wall while uh, while uh, Mayorkas is quietly funneling previously appropriated money to plug holes and replace gates. The Department of Homeland Security announced the effort on May 27th. Shh, it says, don't say it's about fixing the wall. There are environmental issues, don't you know? Border money is being laundered through the Pentagon, which is billing the funds as fighting soil erosion, addressing safety near construction sites, and plugging holes to prevent flooding. I love it. But it's not about protecting the border. Couldn't be. After all, just last year, the White House declared wall construction along the southern border in recent years is just one example of the prior administration's misplaced priorities and failure to manage migration in a safe, orderly, and humane way. So now, as a Mayorkas-approved project puts uh, gates under a bridge, please note that it's not to protect the border. No, it's to make things safer for Border Patrol agents and migrants and avoid uh, these hazardous river waters. Yep, that's how it's being uh, touted, right? And in a popular migrant uh, thoroughway, the Rio Grande Valley, Mayorkas is finishing 17 gates. Those two are not about border security. Border security leftists inform us is xenophobic and immoral. Rather, the completion of those gates is to help border agents access areas and to help first responders take care of urgent situations. And even as the Biden administration continues to make provisions for the border invasion, DHS is pushing projects stemming back to appropriations from former President Donald Trump's wall efforts, but it's saying those projects address life, safety, environmental, and other remediation needs, remediation needs, and has begun environmental planning to include planning consistent with the National Environmental Policy Act, NEPA, and not yet completed projects in accordance with the department's plan. Uh, That convoluted government speak means working on Trump's wall. We're working on Trump's wall, but we're not calling it that. (laughs) Trump, of course, had no problem telling everyone he was building a wall, and he did 452 miles of it. Some border officers officers apparently appreciate the latest DHS effort to fill the gaps. The Biden administration, while continuing to tell Congress to to, uh, defund border wall construction, is calling for border security measures that are smart or proven and to use already appropriated funds to install barrier system uh, attributes, whatever those are. But uh, holes in the border wall are a problem. Besides uh, the Rio Grande Valley, another big migrant gateway is Yuma in southwestern Arizona. There, migrants flock through three holes that total seven miles, according to Fox News, thwarted By the completed wall on the California border, the migrants are marshalling through Yuma in attempts to reach the relatively close metro areas of Tucson and Phoenix. The number of migrants at uh, Yuma has increased from a daily average of 50 to 80 to more than 1,000. 
In the past 40 minutes, over 600 migrants have crossed illegally into Yuma, and hundreds more are running in. I've never seen anything like it. Migrants from Central and South America, Eastern Europe, and uh, the Caribbeans as well, it says here. Local farmer Corey Mellon said increased numbers of migrants represent a danger not only to his workers, but to themselves. That's especially true with the brutal temperatures of the lower elevation Arizona summer. It's very taxing on a community that's built for 200,000 to have this many people show up at your doorstep and have needs, Mellon said. He is not without empathy. That's definitely people. Uh, There are definitely uh, people in these groups that are trying to find a better way of life. We have a legal system to do that. That's what uh, we should be doing, he said. The legal system, of course, is uh, an expensive, expensive way for those wanting to immigrate the right way. And the U.S., especially during Democrat administrations, has, for the most part, made it clear that officials will look the other way when migrants want to violate the southern border. That's frustrating for Border Patrol agents, according to Yuma Mayor Doug Nichols. They're overworked. They're stressed. They're not even doing the job that they are, uh, that they've joined up to do. So their passion, their mission is to protect the border, to secure the border, not to handle irregular immigration. As the number of migrants increases, Nichols said, we're going to get this backlog, this pushback of just the network not being able to handle this flow from other areas. We're going to be in the situation where people are on the streets, people are going to be sleeping at parks, they're going to be looking for resources, food, shelter, and eventually transportation. While uh, Republican Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa has submitted legislation to send construction materials left over from the Trump wall to states for their own border protection, perhaps the Biden administration will continue its feeble efforts to, under the guise of environmental progress or something, to plug the holes in the wall. Maybe it can pretend there are endangered snail darters or spotted owls near Yuma and can develop a fiction that compelling And, uh, of course, that completing the wall will somehow protect the creatures. What do you think? (laughs) But if anyone asks, it has nothing to do with keeping the border secure. So let's uh, let's not get that idea that they're actually trying to do something to fill in some of these holes so that these folks aren't flowing into the country much like uh, uh, the water flows when the levee breaks, right? Just amazing. I mean, I, I, you would think at some point that somebody would say, listen, and, and well, we did have somebody that did that. That was uh, the former president, Donald Trump. He said that, you know, we're going to put up a, a border. We're going to put up a wall along our southern border. So these people just aren't, aren't, aren't coming into the country left and right. Because eventually we're not going to be able to sustain all of these people. I mean, the government can continuously come up with more programs and throw more money at this, but the smart thing would be to put up the border, to finish the wall, to get it completed, and have folks come into the country legally. But we can't, uh, we can't be, we can't be held up with something like that. We want these folks coming in, no matter who they are, no matter where they're from, no matter what their intention. Well, we want to come here because this is the land of milk and honey. Not for long. 
Not much longer anyway. And I wonder if some of these folks come into the country and they see what they're dealing with, what, what, what we, the people who live here, are dealing with, and turn around and just say, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> this is not where I want to be. This is not what I, what I planned on when I came here. Hmm. And it's a lot worse for people in Italy. I don't know. Uh, there was a story that came out that apparently thousands of North African illegal alien Muslim invaders unleashed chaos and terror on the beach. Clash with police. They clash with police. They stab people, rob families, and attack tourists. On June 2nd, a violent brawl broke out between thousands of migrants on an Italian beach. A party organized by migrants from all across, uh, it says uh, Lombardy via Social media ended in fights, robberies, vandalism, stabbings, and police intervening with full riot gear. And they show some of these pictures. Uh, The event had uh, been broadcast for days with viral videos on TikTok. The mayors of these uh, towns in Italy had already put the uh, pre, it's called uh, the prefecture and law enforcement on notice but only in the late afternoon when the party had uh, degenerated into a violent brawl with pipes, bottles, and knives did police uh, the intervention drive the migrants back towards the train station they arrived from. So now these folks are planning these things and and basically just showing up. They they planned the riot. They planned the situation here. They said, oh, let's get together and, you know, it is a custom that has been uh, in vogue for some years now. Every summer weekend, groups of hundreds um, groups of hundreds of migrant children, or as the media calls them, new Italians, gather to terrorize families on a trip to the lake. But they had uh, never been as many as this year. There were about 2,000, explains one of the mayors of these Italian cities. Almost all of them come from the Lombardy region. Once they uh, got off at the uh, train station, they brought large quantities of alcohol and headed to the meeting place, the Free Beach. The first year, there were 200. The year after, that 500. And yesterday, 2,000. The warning signs that... Something big was boiling. We're all there. For days, the uh, migrants were active on social media, especially TikTok, making their plans to meet at the lake. I had notified the police on May 30th. Of course, no one expected such an invasion. The first incident that required police intervention was a fight started by the theft of a wallet. There were families who ran away. Acts of vandalism led to several stabbings. We had nine local police officers on hand. It would have been impossible for them to face uh, them alone. The hell lasted until the evening when the young foreigners invaded this town, this train station on their way back home. The transport service was interrupted for several hours while the migrants terrorized innocent civilians. It says they destroyed everything, said a business owner speaking with this uh, news agency here. They broke shop windows, stormed the tourist train, and block passers-by on foot or by moped. After last week saw widespread chaos break out, 
at parties in Italian lakeside towns near Lake Garda involving up to 2,000 migrants. The Italian Public Prosecutor's Office and the Italian Parliament have opened a number of investigations, including into one case where 30 migrant men allegedly sexually assaulted 16 girls on a train. Not 16, but S-I-X, 16, T-E-N, right? Girls on a train from Lake Garda to Milan. Isn't that interesting? Very interesting, by the way. You have a situation where these people are essentially saying, hey, we're, we're coming. Let's all meet up here. Let's all get together. Yeah. And they do. And uh, there's a little alcohol thrown in for good measure, for their good measure. And then things uh, get out of control. They go crazy. Imagine if that started happening around the southern border. Hmm? They just decided to get together and have a little party. And the party got out of hand. I think things would be a little different along the southern border, though. I think you might encounter a few people who had firearms. Hey, listen, it is 77 degrees. Have a great day. Thanks.